You're listening to The Yarn, a podcast for the Australian wool industry. My name's Ellie Bigwood, and today we'll hear about the oldest manufacturer of Australian wool in the world, followed by the newest digital initiative to educate current and future consumers all over the world about our fibre. People may argue that the Italians were the first to manufacture Aussie wool, with some of Italy's mills dating back to the 1600s. While there is an undoubtable long-term relationship between Italian mills and Australian wool, they were not the first to manufacture Australian wool into cloth. Instead, we head to West Yorkshire in the United Kingdom and introduce you to A.W. Hainsworth, a textile company who have specialised in crafting woolen fabrics since 1783, a time before sheep were even in Australia. Now, they are no average textile company. Hainsworth Fabric is at the heart of British culture, clothing the British lines of Waterloo, Royal Guards and even the Royal Family, such as Prince William and Prince Harry at the 2011 Royal Wedding. A.W. Hainsworth's relationship with Australian wool dates back to the very dawn of our industry. We're talking the days when Australian wool pioneer Samuel Marsden brought the very first bale of Australian wool back to Hainsworth in the hope that it could be spun into cloth. It's worth noting here that this premier bale of wool was well under par and was in fact rejected by A.W. Hainsworth himself when Samuel presented this wool to him to be spun into cloth. Hainsworth did, however offer Samuel Marsden specific requirements of wool quality, which turned Samuel towards the Merino breed on his return trip home to Australia, and thus the Australian Merino wool trade began. A.W. Hainsworth are proud Royal Warrant holders and have now produced high-quality woolen fabrics for over 230 years. Julie Roberts of A.W. Hainsworth spoke with us about the mill, their fabrics, and the diverse range of end products that they can create, some of which may surprise you. with Julie who's the marketing manager at AW Hainsworth. Julie you have quite a range of products here that are created from Australian wool. We do um, and we are a woolen mill we've been going for over 230 years and the Australian wool trade is something which we have played a massive part in throughout our history so the majority of the products that we make the vast majority are all using Australia or New Zealand merino wool. What kind of products do you develop here? I know there's a long list. There's a very long list so our history is um, based on the military so the scarlet uniforms at the Battle of Waterloo all the way through to the scarlet uniforms worn outside Buckingham Palace today. Um, fashion apparel so um, the likes of Chanel and Gucci etc have all used our fabric we use um, fabric for interiors, so snooker and pool and bedding and drapery, etc. We have um, firemen's uniforms, which no longer necessarily use wool, but are a Nomex and a Kevlamic, so man-made fibres, but specific for that industry. Aviation interiors, so trains, rail, buses, etc., all the fabrics that you might find on there. And then I think the, probably the most niche one that we do is the woolen coffins. You have a quite unique finishing process on your fabrics, which is the reason you can create so many different products. Could you just describe that a little bit to us? The felting process? Yes. So everything that we do is a woven woolen felt. So you get these pressed felts, which are quite a cheap product, um, which is all fibres just just compacted together. Ours is a very tightly woven fabric that is then under controlled environment, shrunk down and very consolidated. And that means that the fibres are very tightly interwoven and very tightly compacted. 
and it gives us an amazing fabric which maintains its structure, its durability, its integrity, and down to the fact that even for the Royal Guards or any fashion apparel, any any use at all really, it can be raw edged. So you literally just pull a little nick in one side, you can tear it or you can, can cut it. It's not going to fray, it's not going to move, it's not going to go away. There are not going to be any loose fibres that are coming out and damaging a garment. That cut is the final cut on that product, and that's a, a true sign of quality. So has... The current supply of wool in Australia affected your business in any way? We're quite lucky that we're tied into contracts. Um, so at the moment, the issues that the industry is facing haven't directly affected us because we do have a, a constant supply. But we are very aware that there are issues out there that at some point will will arise and, and maybe hit our profit line or the prices out there that we're, we're able to charge for our products but we are very lucky in the fact we are, are quite diversified and very niche in our products as well so we are quite lucky that even when there are fluctuations it doesn't really affect us too much. You no doubt have an international client base I'm wondering whether you have or you're hearing any trends from them in terms of what they expect from your products. The massive thing, especially on the apparel side, that we are hearing is sustainability. Sustainability, sustainability, sustainability. Um, It's something that everybody is asking about and it's something that we are definitely having to address. Because we are a raw warrant holder, it's something that we are um, very high level on anyway because we have to to be uh, achieving the the raw warrant that we've just had um, reissued to us for for the next four years. So we are very, very aware of, of those elements. I think that is the key message that is coming back, not just from apparel, but majority of the markets it's all about the sustainability of of the fiber the provenance of the fiber and traceability as well is is quite an important one so moving forward where do you see aw hainsworth in terms of product development in the near future well i guess all of our core products come from a very basic model and they are then delivered into the niche markets we have new products and new developments coming through from more forward thinking. So for the aviation industry, we have new elements and new compositions coming through. We have a new product that is currently being addressed for the fire industry as well. So it's taking... Um, realistically more about the knowledge of how to place fibres and how to construct a fabric and address that into a different market than looking at a different mix of fibres as a base product. It's more about how using the fibres that we've already got and how to maximise their potential within within new products. That's where our development will be focused. And finally, Julie, while we've got you here, we've loved hearing about your expertise in the mills. Is there anything that you would like to say to Australian wool growers? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) thank you for continuing to go through hard times to make sure that what you're delivering is a quality product the fabric that we make at Hainsworth has to have the merino wool it has to have that very fine fiber and to have the luxury and the handle and the durability without that supply coming from there we would find it very difficult to have the final end product that we have regardless of our expertise and and the years of, of experience that we have on the craftsmanship of the fabric so the fiber and supply is very important or on the behalf of the Walmart Company and AWI and Wool Growers of Australia, thank you for being on The Yarn and thank you for your continued support of the wool growing industry in Australia. You're welcome. Now let's jump ship to wool education. Delivering retail training courses, increasing participation in global education programs and expanding our engagement at international trade shows are major priorities of the education portfolio. 
but would it be possible to educate students, trade and retailers from across the globe with one resource? The answer, yes. The past 18 months have seen the development of a global online digital resource to educate anyone and everyone on all things wool. This wool encyclopedic hub, known as the Woolmark Learning Centre, has been driven forward by one of AWI's young guns, Penny Kendall, of course, along with support from a long list of colleagues at AWI. With the Woolmark Learning Centre live and now in fruition, I caught up with Penny about the platform, the wool courses available, and the advantages of a digital learning space in providing wool education to a global audience. Welcome to The Yarn. Hi, Ellie. Thanks for having me. Penny, tell us a little bit about your work at AWI and the Walmart company and what it entails. So I'm a digital learning designer and I'm in the digital team, but I'm really lucky because I get to work across the full business. And at the moment, my primary remit is transitioning our educational content into the digital space. So for example, we look at our face-to-face activities. So whether that's education or extension. And we're looking at how we can put that into the digital space so anyone can access it at any time at their leisure at a pace that suits them. And I guess that's what we're here about to talk about today, the Woolmark Learning Centre. Well, that said, Penny, what is the Woolmark Learning Centre? That's a great question. (laughs) So the Woolmark Learning Centre is essentially a platform that will support us educating the full supply chain, which is really exciting because it will give us unprecedented reach in terms of rolling out our education to a broader audience, not just within Australia, but on a global scale. So obviously education is a key strategic pillar of the Woolmark company. So essentially we're ultimately looking to promote the use of Australian merino wool and the Learning Centre is a vessel for that and it really it houses free educational content and resources for everyone to use right across the supply chain be it a facilitator a learner someone who wants to go in and do some professional development yeah so anyone like students design students processes manufacturers even you know ag- agricultural students in Australia they can all access the platform absolutely and it, again it's really important that I push that it's free to access for anyone and yes as you flagged that can be teachers students students being primary secondary tertiary as well as professional development and educators and all leaders in those spaces as well so penny why invest in a digital education platform so what's What's the benefit to wool growers by investing in this space? Well, obviously, first and foremost is we're promoting the use of wool. So we're giving greater exposure of wool to a broader audience within Australia and on a global scale. We're not just educating them about the fibre, we're actually enabling use, which I think is more important. It's like that old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And we think early adoption is key. So that's why we're so heavily involved with educational institutions and programs of work, because we're essentially getting in with students, teaching them about the fibre and also teaching them how they can work it into designs. But not just exclusively designers, we're talking about agriculture students, how it can inform their activities, whether that's on-farm activities, how they can improve their bottom line because they have a better understanding about the manufacturing process and what they need and want from that, as well as understanding what the end consumers are looking for. So where did the demand for Walmart Learning Centre come from? Was this from overseas offices or consumers? What encouraged AWI to invest in this space in the beginning? 
I think it was everyone really. It was the full. It was demand from the full supply chain. Obviously, we have a lot of industry experts. Alan Debuz is always a great example. So Alan spent his life researching wool and his, has just such a bank of knowledge. It's quite amazing. So about he, the fibre science side of things? Mm, particularly about the fibre science. And he works quite exclusively, I guess, with textile engineers. Yep. But And we have subject matter experts like that across the business. And it's one of the things was we go out to the full supply chain and roll out this information and trying to do this knowledge transfer. But we were really looking at how do we maintain that knowledge and make it more scalable and accessible to all because the, we know the demand is there. We just want to make it easier for people to access. I think a digital learning platform really streamlines. It's a lot more efficient than just having, you know, someone in Japan, someone in India, someone in Australia. It's very accessible. Exactly. And like, as you've said, making it consistent is key. We know the message we're sending out. We also get a better understanding of what users want because we can track their behavior, see what content they're engaging with it. And it makes it a much more informed decision when we go to actually create something new or create new content or a new feature on the site because it's based off what we're the data we're collecting from the solution itself to your question why we invested in this space again is we want to be at the forefront we already know that half of classrooms use a digital device every day and we know that the worldwide online learning market is projected to be worth 325 billion by 2025 which is huge right And then we've got 60% of people say that online courses fit their personal schedule and lifestyles better. Even from growers to designers to manufacturers, everyone's lifestyle, gears and setups is so radically different. So we wanted to create a model that could suit everyone. And yeah, again, really just want to drive back that this solution will continue to evolve and grow. And it's really key that we keep working and consulting not only internally with the business but also externally with growers and key consumer markets to know and understand what they want. What courses can we look forward to seeing there come launch day? So at launch we'll have the wool appreciation course which is a great look at the fibre right from farm to fashion. It looks at the full supply chain and touches on things like innovations, finishing of the fabric, even shearing and wool handling, classing. So it's quite a diverse spread but it's a really good one-stop shop to look at the fibre in its journey. We'll also have science and technology program, which is comprised of seven courses. They're comprised of everything from wool fabric finishing to um, the dyeing of wool, introduction to wool processing, scouring. It's really in-depth, wool fibre science. Um, so that's a great piece looking at the technology and the science behind the fibre. Like textile engineering and the manufacturing side of things. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <clears throat> and that program of work is actually delivered in Asia at the moment. Alan Debus travels to China each year and delivers that coursework to textile engineers because obviously China is a huge manufacturing hub. So that will be a key regional market which will drive this new solution to. So other courses we'll be expecting that won't be available immediately at launch, but this calendar year certainly will be the design and fashion program of work. Now, within that program of work, we're going to have woven wear design and make and knitwear design and make. So this is really exciting because we're looking to do a new drive into the fashion and tertiary market, again, on a global scale, because we know the want is there. We Essentially, we want to give people the tools to be able to use the fibre effectively. So we're really excited about these pieces. And following on from this, we're looking at developing a sustainability pillar. And that's going to be looking at how the wool 
fibre is natural, it's also biodegradable, it's easily embedded into a circular business model and so on. So that's another key area of focus. And this will be really good to support our current programs like Woolmark Performance Challenge, like mm. Wool for School Workshops, International Woolmark Prize. Yeah, so the, uh, the Woolmark Learning Centre is certainly not replacing our activities, it's there to complement. So things, as you've said, the Woolmark Performance Challenge and the International Woolmark Prize we're looking at pulling in more formal education so we do create informed brand advocates at the end. And again, it's going to be a growing organism. Nothing's going to be perfect at launch. So we're going to be looking to hear from both students who are in those programs of work and the stakeholders within those programs of work to further inform it. So fantastic that we have a Woolmark Learning Centre. Are there any accreditations involved? So if people do complete a course, Mm -hmm. will their time and effort put into this learning be recognised? So we've aligned ourselves with Credly, who offer digital badges. So users will be able to collect a badge on completion of coursework, which they can actually put on their digital online portfolio. And the best example of that is LinkedIn. Um, And this gives users the ability to promote and acknowledge their learning with us. And it also gives us a way of giving some standards and quality assurance to the industry. Coming back to Credly, where I think that can be a really beneficial space is it kind of creates this almost ambassador program works organically by itself because you have people that are winning the International Woolmark Prize, which is huge, and then young students completing the same coursework and displaying the same badge on their portfolios of work. It's a huge amount of recognition mm. for that particular course. Exactly. Gaining traction, yeah. Mm. Fantastic. And so for the wool growers tuning into this conversation, Penny, what courses can the Woolmark Learning Centre offer them? So at launch, I think two great courses to start with would be the Wool Appreciation course and Introduction to Wool Processing. The Wool Appreciation course, as I said earlier, it's just a great look at the broader journey of the wool fibre itself. But where I think Introduction to Wool Processing might be a bit more interesting is it really takes a deep dive into post-farm gate activities. So if you're looking to inform your activities or just get a better understanding of what actually happens... Of the supply chain. Yeah, exactly. And one thing I should call out is because this solution is catering to such a broad audience base, we wanted to make sure that we had um, learning pathways that suited everyone. Once you register and log in and start a course, it will always track your progress so you can jump in and out as it suits you and your lifestyle and when you've got free time essentially. Conversely, if you're not looking to finish the course, you can just search for articles of interest to you, read about them and then jump straight back out. You don't have to go in and finish the whole course. And how does one register? You just have to go on to www.woolmarklearningcentre.com and hit the register button. Oh, seems easy enough. Mm-hmm. And on that note, I really want to emphasize that I want to hear as much feedback as I can from growers. What do you want to know? What do you want to see on this space? What is a good learning mechanism from you? Um, if you've got any feedback, comments or queries, please don't hesitate to reach out and contact wlc at wool.com and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. There's a lot of information on this Woolmark Learning Centre platform. So if you haven't checked it out already, you can at www.woolmarklearningcentre.com. Sign up, register, do a wool appreciation course, get your head around what courses are available. Penny, I know you've put hours and hours of work into this website, so you must be pretty excited that it's finally live. I'm absolutely thrilled to see it go live and it's absolutely been a team business. I mean, the whole company's 
collaborated on it so it's been quite exciting to be a part of but I guess this is where it gets really exciting because we get to continuously work with people continuously refine the solution hopefully make it as successful as it can possibly be. Penny thank you for your debut on the yarn today. Thank you Ellie. Well, that's a wrap on today's episode of The Yarn. Make sure you have a gander at the new Woolmark Learning Centre at www.woolmarklearningcentre.com. Of course, send through your feedback to us on the podcast at theyarn at wool.com. We're on Instagram at Beyond the Bale and Twitter at Wool Innovation. From me, Ellie Bigwood, thanks for your company again, and I look forward to our next yarn. Mm-hmm.